Welcome to the New Abbey Podcast. We are a Jesus community telling the biggest story of God in Los Angeles. We're excited that you're joining the conversation with us today. Enjoy. We are a community that believes in conversation. Uh, I say it all the time that I, I don't think that a church is about a pastor. I don't think a church is about who's playing music. I think more, the most uninteresting questions that I hear are how big is the thing? Uh, and what I really believe in is what is a community? Who are we? Are we people that love one another? Are we kind? Are we engaged in justice? Do we live generously? Are we changing the world? Do we not just have a set of beliefs, but are we practicing a way of being in this world that transforms and brings healing to others? And we do that through the experience of one another. We do that by hearing God in one another's stories. And so we always participate in conversation time. We believe that we are the body of Christ, that the scriptures, that the music, that communion, that everything that we talk about sets up you as the individual, us as the community uh, to, to change the world and to find healing ourselves. And so if you are, well, you are logged on on your uh, live stream, you're gonna click on the connect with us button or conversation time button. I always forget the button, doesn't matter. There's a link that they're providing for you. Uh, and it's an amazing opportunity uh, to co connect with other people in our community. And we're gonna be answering this question with one another. What area of your life feels open to possibility and what area feels closed? Enjoy that light one at the end of February, enjoy. Welcome back New Abbey from your conversation time. We're in the season of Lent. In Christian tradition around the world, people are participating in this season where we think about things like brokenness and limitations and suffering. And I grew up in an evangelical tradition where we didn't talk about Lent all that much because so much of the tradition I grew up in was based on my ability to have certitude or that faith was really my capacity to understand absolute truths. Instead of opening me up to this deeper reality of faith where we participate in the unexpected, where we don't know everything, where doubt is okay, where questions in fact are the way of faith, that those are the things that we participate in. And so today we're gonna to talk about this journey of the unexpected as we continue to go through the book of Genesis. And we're gonna think about some things in a different way. But what I wanna start with is this posture or way of being that we all experience. That sometimes when we live in the unexpected, we're open, that we feel free. It feels like we're breathing and our hands are open and we can take on the world in a different way because we recognize that the unexpected, that change in fact is the constant. That so many of us over the last year, even in a season like COVID and the pandemic that we've been going through, we don't feel open. We don't feel open to the unexpected. We may feel more closed off. That if you're sitting there, squeeze your palms tight, tense up your shoulders, kind of clench your eyes. And that's the feeling that you have inside of you. There's this fear, this worry about the unexpected and what might be coming. But what if faith is a life open to the unexpected? Faith is a life open to the unexpected, and that's a type of faith 
that the scriptures often show for us. Faith is not our ability to have certitude. Faith is not our capacity to believe in more absolute truths. Faith is our ability to be open to the unexpected in new ways, that change is the constant that we live into. How would that have served us better in our lives? How would it served us better to ask different questions, to be more expansive, to think about the world in a way where we can easily open our palms up, that we can easily let go and not think that we have to have all of the answers? Especially, how would it be, how with us being open to the unexpected journey, may we deal with troubles when they come, when difficulty takes place? How do we pivot in different ways instead of at times being riddled with anxiety and stress in a way because we were taught that if anything does go awry, that somehow maybe it means that something is wrong with our faith instead of maybe those are the moments that our faith actually grows and is healed and is transformed. So to talk about this unexpected journey, we gotta talk about some things. We're gonna talk about an unexpected perspective. Then if we can do that, we're gonna talk about some deep, And if we can think about deconstruction, then of course, some astrophysics on a Sunday morning because why not? And the crowds went wild. And if we can talk about astrophysics, then we'll talk about an unexpected experiences. And if we can do that, then we'll talk about the Incan creator god, Viracocha, because everybody knew that that was coming. Then we'll talk about pagans, heathens, and infidels, because why not? Some unexpected people in our life, Fred Hampton, unexpected opportunities. And if we can do that, then we can think about some divine blessings. We've been in the book of Genesis since the beginning of the year. This year we're gonna look at, today we're gonna look at Genesis 14. Uh, at this rate, we're gonna finish this book in 2026, which I know that you are, there you go. People are clapping for that. Wow, those people are all lonely. Um, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. It's so more important. Frankie, I love you so much. That the book of Genesis, I think, is incredibly interesting, but the book of Genesis is also about this moving and unwinding path that doesn't always make sense. What I love about the Bible is it doesn't always add up. Sometimes there's these weird passages that come up that we don't know where to place them. And what I love about that is so often how I was taught to read the Bible is that it all needed to add up, it all needed to make sense, so we needed to clean every detail up because there was this perfect God out there. Instead of the book of Genesis being about a meandering path, about a people of faith, figuring it out, wandering, wondering, and that that is a journey of faith that's helpful. So as we look into the Genesis 14 today, it's this random story that doesn't fit into the rest of the book of Genesis. It's about all of these kings who are going to war, and after this war, they want to bless Abraham, and then there's this interesting character that shows up, Melchizedek. And who is Melchizedek, and what do we do with it? And it leads to these larger questions about life, about living into the unexpected. So if you have your Bible, or turn to your screen, follow along with me in Genesis 14. After Abram returned from defeating, uh, you know, the word K there, and the kings allied with him. Come on, that's a tough word, right? 
Uh, the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shiva, that is the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, which we're just gonna go with Melchi to make it a little bit easier on ourselves, king of Salem brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God most high, and he blessed Abram, saying, blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high, who delivered your enemies into your hands. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. If you've been following along in the book of Genesis so far, from Genesis 12 on, the entire story is about Abram and Sarai and Lot, and that God has chosen a group of people, and it is through this group of people that God is blessing, creating a covenant, that God will bless them, that they may be a blessing to others. And so when we read this passage about Melchi, we're kind of like, whoa, where did this person come from? That in this story, I thought that the blessing and that the journey was all about Abram and Sarai and Lot. And then out of left field, we have Melchi coming about. And Melchizedek is this person who somehow knows about this God most high. It's like the Bible is saying, what if God is not always just found on the paths that you think God is found on? What if God doesn't always fit in the boxes that you put God in? What if sometimes God pops up on the radar in places that you would have never imagined? And what if this is something that you need early on in your journey to recognize so that you don't limit God? Maybe you think that God is limiting you, but maybe instead it's us limiting God. And if you can realize that God will send people your way, that God will show up in unexpected places, then maybe you'll be open to wonder and surprise in a way that you've never imagined before. So in this story, Melchizedek comes out of nowhere, and we don't really see Melchizedek except for a, a couple references in the Psalms. And then later on, the New Testament in Hebrews 7 will pick up with this long winding passage about who Melchizedek is, that it's almost like for thousands of years, we kind of forgot about this random story. And then the writer of Hebrews is working extra overtime to say, oh, you see how Melchizedek showed up there out of nowhere in this unexpected way. Oh, Melchizedek was this high priest that was preparing the way for Jesus. That the writer of Hebrews is saying that even the Jesus story is unexpected. Nobody saw that coming. What if this is actually how God works in your life because that's actually faith, right? Faith is a, right? Faith is a life being open to the unexpected. Now, what if this is how Jesus works? Instead of working through certitude and absolutes, what if the journey is all about the unexpected? So as we think about the unexpected, I wanna think about some tools or maybe some superpowers that help us along the way of this journey. That I wanna think about first an unexpected perspective. That so many people in New Abbey, you've been deconstructing something, you've been asking some larger questions about your life, and some of those questions that you asked have been unexpected. That there is a perspective that you are given about God, or the divine, or the Bible, or faith, an ideology that you are given that you grew up with, and then something happened along the way, an unexpected perspective found itself within your life, and then you were asking different questions. I remember when a few unexpected perspectives came up for me. I remember the first time that I stood on a stage at New Abbey and I said out loud, I don't think Adam and Eve are literal people. That was terrifying as a young pastor to say. I remember the moments that I got deep into the scriptures and I said, hell seems like a crazy idea. And then you get into some work and you, you go through the history of hell and you realize, 
oh, maybe we've been telling people that they're burning in some place of eternal damnation, but what if that's not actually what the scriptures are saying? What if that actually doesn't fit into Christian tradition? What if that was a political tool that was used in the Middle Ages to punish your enemies? And what if this isn't who God is? Maybe you had an unexpected perspective where you finally realized I can both love God, be a follower of Jesus, and that my sexuality can be whatever it needs to be. That whether I'm gay or straight or bi or whatever my gender is, that God accepts me. And that was an unexpected perspective that you were never given by that youth pastor that these perspectives grow and that we are open to these things and it's in that unexpected perspective as we deconstruct some things that we actually live into a larger faith, a larger narrative and that the Bible is always preparing us for this. It's either a narrative that we choose that we keep uh, outpacing God and there's something wrong with us or there's this idea that what if God has always been ahead of us? What if God has always been way further ahead in the journey and we're the ones that are catching up? How much more freedom do we have in the journey there? That for people of faith throughout the years, sometimes you gain a larger perspective because you just have better information. Look at this map of the ancient world, how we used to see things. This is a Jewish perspective of the world. Basically, it's a giant snow globe. This is what Genesis proclaims. There is a firmament, which is this sky uh, that holds up the waters above, and then there are the waters below. You'll remember in Genesis 1 that God separates the water above and the water below. And then there is this Sheol, which is kind of like Hades in the Greek world, that when you die, you just go there and you're dead. You no longer exist, that eternal life for Judaism was really rooted in your capacity to have more children, that, that your, your genes would be passed on and that's how you eternally lived into the world. But when you see a map like that, you now know that we have better information. Thank God that we have better information. Thank God for the Ed Oxfords in the world who say, hey, that word was never in there. Thank God for people who are gonna spend their time at Yale University looking up microfiche stories to recognize that we put a word that doesn't belong. That we live in 2021. We're gonna continue to have larger information and larger perspectives of the world. That even 500 years ago, Galileo Galilee was trying to tell the church in Italy that the earth is not at the center of the universe. That we live in a heliocentric view of, the, of, of our solar system. That the sun is at the center and that the earth is circling around that. And that at the time was a massive shift in perspective. It was an unexpected perspective that came out of nowhere, but it's changed the way that we see the world. And now when we see the world, we have even better information. The astrophysics tells us that we don't live in just a heliocentric view of the universe, that something much crazier is going on. Check out this video.
I mean, literally, life is going really fast. That's incredible. That should blow your mind that the perspective of the universe is changing, that we have better maps. We no longer see a world that is on the back of a turtle. We no longer believe that we're living in a snow globe. That even Galileo Galilei's information that he gave us to a more accurate understanding of the solar system was still missing modern day physics to tell us that we are jettapulting through the universe at 70,000 kilometers an hour. That is an unexpected perspective that should give you scope for the world. And I think a superpower that we take into that is humility. If just now in 2021, we're finding out information like this, that we are going through the universe like a comet at 70,000 kilometers an hour, imagine all of the other stuff that we don't know. Imagine a God who invites us into this story and that is constantly offering us a larger perspective about the divine and about our own humanity. That Christianity should not be the place that is scared of those things. That we don't need to be a faith that is constantly reacting to changes in the world. Instead, we can be people who are creating. Instead, we can be people who are saying, we're open to the unexpected. We're open to the change. We know that there's more information coming that will shift the reality of who we are. And that's what makes the world interesting. That's what makes living interesting. What if we practice this humility in our life to be open to unexpected perspectives within ourselves? What if we were humble enough to say, I'm gonna change, that I'm gonna look back on a picture of myself five years from now, and I'm gonna say, oh, Corey, you only knew just that much. Now you've experienced this. Just like you look back on pictures 10 years ago and you're like, man, I'm so grateful for that person and I've grown and evolved so much now. That's the beauty of this perspective when we choose humility. And then what that allows for us is, would we be humble enough to recognize that others are on their journeys as well? that they are gonna have some divine moments where they have an unexpected perspective. They're gonna watch a documentary. They're gonna read a book where they see the world in a whole new way. Or more importantly, maybe they're gonna experience you. They're gonna experience your grace, your kindness, your gentleness to their journey as they're getting woke. And that opens them up to a new unexpected perspective in a new way. That not only does our perspective grow, but it becomes concrete and it changes when we move into different experiences. That we all need an unexpected experience in some way. As our perspective changes, as our vision for the world grows, I think that we're just open to experiences that we weren't open to before. That in the story of Abraham and Melchizedek, Abraham didn't see that Melchizedek was coming. Abraham wouldn't have imagined that somewhere out there, beyond the blip of the radar that he saw, that God was bringing somebody new into Abraham's life. And in this story, it is Melchizedek that offers Abraham bread and wine, which is an ancient way of saying that Melchizedek was superior. He was the one bringing a blessing to the inferior one, Abraham. That's just how the ancient world worked. That if you're Abraham, you're supposed to be the one who is living out this covenant of God and the blessing is coming through you. And that God is constantly keeping you humble. God is constantly keeping you open to a reality that no matter what your experience is, God is not just here or there. God is everywhere and always. That the story always gets bigger. And that when we are open to a perspective of the story getting bigger, then we can be open to new experiences. About 10 years ago, I went to Machu Picchu. And when you go to Machu Picchu, you first stop in a city called Cusco. 
And Cusco is this city in Peru that was once a, a beautiful Inca town. And then uh, when the Spaniards came, they demolished the town. And you can see it in the architecture. You can see old Inca buildings. And then on top of that, you see Spanish architecture or you see churches that were built. And I remember going there and being open to a new experience as I looked at the architecture, as I experienced the history, as I had a broader perspective of the world, that being in that place, I began to hear the story of the Inca gods. And if you would have taken me 20 years ago and I heard a story of the Inca gods, I would have said, oh, you mean false gods or uh, other deities or the heathens or the pagans or the infidels. But in this story, as I was there 10 years ago, I saw, oh, the beauty of other cultures, the beauty of how other people experience the divine, right? The beauty of how they understood creation. And that when Christianity has been at its best, it's not scared of other stories. It's open to the reality and the truths that may be there. There is this Inca god, Viracocha, and Viracocha is the creator god. It's not even the main god of the Incas. The main god of the Incas is the sun god, but Viracocha is the one who created everything. It sounds very similar to the god that Paul talks about in Acts 17 when he's at the Areopagus and giving a speech to all of the Greeks and says, you people have all of these wonderful deities and gods, and I even found a statue of this unknown god. Let me tell you about this unknown god, that Christianity, when it's at its best, is not scared. It is not reacting. It is not suppressive and oppressive. It is not demolishing down buildings only to erect its own statues. It is welcoming of other perspectives and experiences saying, oh, maybe somewhere in there we'll learn even more about the divine. Maybe somewhere in there we'll have unexpected perspectives and experiences that link us even truer to our own humanity. And I remember being in that moment and just being open to the reality that the divine is so much bigger than we give it credit for, that I don't have to live in a posture that is tight and scared and fearful of other cultures. I don't have to see other human beings as heathens or pagans or infidels. Instead, I get to see the world in a much broader, more beautiful way that is open to an unexpected reality of what it means to be human that we move from an unexpected perspective, that we, our perspective becomes more concrete as we have larger experiences in the world. But our experiences are often most uh, kind of brought together by our experiences with other human beings. That it is our experience of seeing people as people that allows us to be open in a way that nothing else does. Because so much of our world is we see other human beings as other. We see them as less than, that such a tendency of human perspective is to only see the world from our vantage point, is to feel superior to others, to want them to be somehow inferior to us. But the beauty of the scriptures is that it is constantly opening us to unexpected people, that the entire narrative of the Bible is written from a marginalized perspective. The whole Bible itself is, this is an unexpected God. This is an unexpected God who comes about, who frees and liberates the oppressed from the pharaohs of this world. 
It is an unexpected God who offers liberation and salvation for all people. That this God did not come from the powerful empires of the ancient world. That this unexpected God came from a story of a minority group of people, right, in the Middle East. And it was their faith, their journey, their openness to the divine why we're standing here on a Sunday in 2021. That the whole story is about the unexpected. That the story of Melchizedek is about an unexpected person that comes into the narrative. And how many of us have been there? How many of us have been so limited in how we see the world and then you just had a coffee with somebody? And then you just had a conversation? How many of you have been just so angry at somebody and you had that unhad conversation that was playing in your head again and again and again and again? And you had all these things that you were gonna say to them and you just sat down for dinner and you're like, oh, you have a perspective as well. Oh, I would have been much bolder if I would have written that in an email, but now that I like see you face to face, you give me a whole different reality and perspective and experience on, on who I am and what the situation was like. The beauty of the internet is that we no longer have people halfway across the world who are somehow evil or bad or their other faiths or other traditions, is that we have social media and we have the beauty of seeing faces of human beings and their experiences in a way that we've never had before in the history of humanity. And what we realize is we're all in this thing together. We're all a part of the divine image, that we need all eight billion of us to fully reveal the light and the goodness of who God is that when we open ourselves to greater perspectives, that when we lean into experiences that we would never thought we would have had before, then we begin to see human beings as human beings. There's a reason that the Bible is riddled with prophets. Prophets are the people who are the unexpected. They're always saying something against the mainstream view of the world, that we have incredible leaders throughout history like Gandhi and Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. and Joan of Arc. And we have incredible leaders like Fred Hampton, who is uh, talked about and portrayed in the movie Judas and the Black Messiah. That for so many of us, I know for me in the white history books that I was reading, that when I heard about the Black Panthers, that they were terrorists. But we always wanted to hear the story of Martin Luther King Jr. because he locked arms with white people and he walked across bridges and we, we made a holiday after him. But Malcolm X, you know, that guy was a little bit too edgy. Until you hear the story of a Fred Hampton and that the crazy things that he was doing in the world was feeding children, educating them, building hospitals, saying no to the power structures at whatever means possible so that every black child would know that they are valued and cared for. And then even more than that, the prophets of this world, these unexpected people that pop up like Fred Hampton's build this beautiful rainbow coalition that invited all people into it, recognizing what could we do together that we couldn't do apart. And there's all these people that come up in our lives and the question for you is, are you getting curious about these people in your life? That if the superpower for perspective is humility, the superpower for an unexpected people in our life is curiosity. That whenever you experience that moment where you feel the tension rise in you, when you feel yourself beginning to become closed off, whether that's a loved one or that person that you caricaturize on social media, what would it look like to sit across from a coffee with them? What would it look like to get curious about their life? What would it look like to ask deeper questions? Because wouldn't you want the same thing 
to happen to you. That we need these superpowers in a different way. We need to take humility into our lives. That when we have greater experiences, we should be open to wonder and awe. Instead of closing ourselves off, believing that the world is somehow limited. That when we experience unexpected people who come our way, do we close ourselves to them? Or do we open ourselves to curiosity and who they might be? I think the power of Genesis 14 is that it opens us up to the unexpected that a priest of the Most High God comes out of nowhere. Imagine where the divine is showing up in your life right now when we can't see it. Imagine where the divine is popping up and asking questions. I, I love our community so much. I love the deconstruction that's taking place. I love when people tell me stories, and these are just three that I've heard in the last few weeks, where people talk about, uh, you know, I don't know what I believe about prayer right now, but man, I got these amazing crystals, beautiful. I don't know what I believe about God right now, but I've been doing tarot cards. Okay, you're trying some things. Someone told me that they went to a shaman to understand their ancestral heritage. What I hear there is an openness to the divine, an openness of saying, this thing has hurt me and wounded me, and I'm trying to find some other perspectives and experiences. And what I would say to a community like ours is, what if God is still found in the scriptures? What if God is still found in Christian tradition? What if God is still there in the quiet whisper of a prayer? What if the divine wants to show up in your, way, in your life in unexpected ways? What if the divine even right now is whispering to you, I've never left. I've always been here. As you explore new paths, as you open yourself up to new perspectives, as you have new experiences in your life, as you're open to the beauty and diversity of unexpected people, would you also be open to the unexpected opportunities that the divine is bringing you? That God is always there, that God is constantly showing up because God has never left. We've used this in New Abbey so many times, but when Moses saw the burning bush, the rabbis say it's not that the bush started burning, it's that the bush was always burning and Moses finally had eyes to see it. What if God, what if the divine, what if Jesus has always been around you? And maybe today in some fresh way, you gain a broader perspective because you're open to some humility about what you don't know and who you might become. What if today you're open to the unexpected that the divine will show up because you're open to unexpected experiences that might take place and that you're gonna open and, and bring yourself to some superpowers like wonder and awe. What if today you're open to the unexpected reality that the divine is already in your life because you're gonna be open to unexpected people telling you broader narratives about what it means to be human? What if you're gonna get curious with yourself and curious with who they are and this is gonna be a superpower that you take into the world? What if we choose things like humility and wonder and curiosity instead of cynicism, instead of sarcasm, instead of anger, instead of fear? What if these are the things that lead us further down an unexpected expected journey and path of faith. Maybe, just maybe today is a day where God is already showing up, already whispering, always reminding you, you've always been loved. You've always been a child of this God. And that God's always been pleased with you. We're gonna jump back into those groups with one another and we're gonna answer this question. What's one superpower you can utilize this week to be open to the unexpected? Enjoy. 
Thanks for listening to the New Abbey podcast. For more information, visit us on the web at www.newabbey.org.